Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. All right, guys. So welcome to another Macro Monday. Um, Today we're talking about one of well, not my favorite topic, but a very touchy topic that I've struggled with for years, and that is food anxiety and having fear food. So how many of you guys have struggled with having anxiety around food? If you have, let me know by doing the raising your hand emoji. I know that I have. What's up, Chelsea? Hey, Lindsay. Who else is here? Um, I see Jessica's here. What's up, guys? How are you? Okay, so having food anxiety, if you've ever struggled with this, let me know by doing the raising your hand emoji. I've definitely struggled with food anxiety. Um, And it doesn't even have to be, you know, usually like the typical foods are things like chips, donuts, burgers, pizza, um, pastries, just more calorically dense foods can be fear foods. But sometimes fear foods aren't even that. Maybe it's something like sodium or I've even had um, a couple clients work with me where they're nervous to eat certain fruits or eat certain meats. Um, your fear food does not necessarily have to be just pizza or just burgers or things like that. Um, you know, fear foods don't discriminate. It can literally be anything. So how do you know this is a fear food? I think this is a really good question to ask yourself. Food should never elicit anxiety. Okay. Full disclosure, guys, here, I had some anxiety earlier today. I actually had um, a little bit of an anxiety attack and it wasn't anything food related. Anxiety is something I struggle with. And if you're someone who knows that you have anxiety, you might be more prone to deal with your foods or even disordered eating in general. Again, this is by no means a podcast here or even um, a live here to help those who are, are struggling with your eating disorder. Make sure you check out the link on my podcast um, in regards to the National Eating Disorders Awareness website to see if this is something that is a little bit further for you. But with food, you should never have anxiety, okay? Anxiety and food should not mix. Yeah, I see so many people struggle with this. So the first thing that I recommend you do if you feel like you're struggling with your foods is write down a couple reasons why. Write the food and then write the why. 
next to it. So I challenge you all to do this. Um, again, if you guys want to contribute to today's live, feel free to ask questions or chime in. Again, I do these to help you guys um, and to answer your guys' questions. So Jessica said, I'm sitting in the car waiting for class to start, have, have an exam, so save this live, got to go. Good luck. I know a lot of um, college girls, or not just college girls, college students in general have um, midterms, so midterms are always fun. Okay, so food anxiety, I want you to put the food, take a piece of paper or a sticky note, take the paper, make a little T list, the food, and put the Y next to it. Too often, I find that women in particular are scared to eat certain foods because they feel like it's going to elicit weight gain. And if that's a fear, I challenge you to ask yourself why you're scared to even gain weight. Why are you scared to gain weight? Because I think a lot of people aren't scared to lose weight. So I challenge you to ask yourself, why are you scared to gain weight? A lot of times we tie in gaining weight with losing respect, losing quote unquote credibility. If you're in the fitness space, um, feeling less loved, feeling less likable, all of these negative things, you know what they're correlated to? They're painful, right? Nobody wants to feel less loved. Nobody wants to feel less accepted. Nobody wants to feel judged. Nobody wants to feel those things. But you know what that's really tied into? It's tied into your security and your confidence. So ask yourself why. Why are you nervous? If it's weight gain, why are you scared to gain weight? Um, too often as well with your foods is people are scared they're going to lose control. And I will be so honest with you guys, I have had fear foods before where it's like peanut butter or um, ice cream where I couldn't buy that food and bring it home. And if you're actively struggling with anxiety around a certain food, I recommend that you don't have it in the house. Okay. You have to work on your mindset around that food and your mindset with yourself and your body first. But my fear food used to be peanut butter where I would feel like I would lose control and just eat the whole jar, which you guys don't know this peanut butter is so calorically dense, like two tablespoons is close to 200 calories and it easily adds up and it's so easy to consume the whole jar. It's very easy. I'll be honest too. I've done it before. Um, I've actively struggled with binge eating before, but here's the thing. That is a fear food of mine that I can have. I have three jars Four, three, four jars of nut butter in my house right now, and I live by myself, and they've been hanging out there, and I've been eating them in normal quantities. Um, if I want to plug them into my macros for the day, I make it work. If I don't, then I choose to use something else for my fat source, but I no longer have deemed that food a fear food or eliciting anxiety in me because I know if that's something I want, I can make it a priority for the day and make it fit my macros. You won't lose control around food. And I know that sounds silly if you feel like you're constantly going to lose control and just overconsume, but you won't lose control around food if you have the mindset that it's always there and that if you're not always depriving yourself. People who are actively struggling with fear foods and anxiety around food usually are chronic dieters and chronic restrictors. So these are the people who are trying to diet all week long and they have their calories super low. 
Maybe they are over-exercising as well. And then on the weekends, they tend to blow it through the roof and eat anything and everything in sight. And they kind of like lose sight of their goals. But here's the thing. You're going on two extremes. You're on a crazy spectrum where you're restrict, 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 restrict. Let me use my little rubber band analogy. Um, For everyone listening to the podcast, they won't be able to see this. But you are trying to restrict, 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 restrict. Then you're creating so much tension. You feel really restricted. You're tired. Your willpower is low. And then the weekend hits. And after a stressful week, you rebound. You rebound. And then the weekend happens. You overconsume. You feel guilty. So what do you do again? You restrict, 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 restrict. You know, it happens again. You lose control. Something stressful happens. Maybe the hubby wants to get pizza and you want to join him or maybe you want some drinks and you rebound again and again and again and again. This is a hard cycle to break. It's hard. But here's what you have to do. You can't diet so hard. Dieting, hyper-restricting, over-exercising, it's just going to lead you into the same cycle over and over and over and over and over and over again. And if you can't sustain it, really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Because if you can't sustain what you're doing, what is the point of even doing it? I really, really encourage you all to ask yourself, what is the point of me dieting so hard or doing this two-hour cardio session if I know I can't maintain it? There's really no point. So um, I want to chime in here too, because I'm seeing some people contribute to today's live. Chelsea said that was me. Yeah, honestly, you know, that's been me a handful of times, Chelsea, where I've like restricted my calories so low and then I feel really deprived and I feel like I need to eat everything in sight before like Monday starts and then I feel guilty and it leads me all through that cycle. But I feel guilty because I felt like I would gain weight when gaining weight isn't a bad thing either. Um, sometimes you have to gain five pounds too to gain some sanity. You guys see these bikini competitors, which I am a bikini competitor myself, but when you see them super lean and dieted, they can't maintain that without living a subpar life. I mean, you are putting a lot on the line to look like that. Everything you're doing is calculated and you're probably over-exercising at the point to a, get to a stage lean level and you're restricted. So what happens after you gain weight. And however, when you gain weight after a competition or getting stage lean, understand that what else will you gain when you're gaining weight? Are you gaining date nights? Are you gaining energy? Are you gaining some curves? Are you gaining um, more freedom with your food? I mean, I'll be honest, I love eating more food. <laughs> I do. A lot of people love food and I'm, I love food. So welcome. I'm Nicole and I love food. Um, Are you gaining more time because you aren't doing tons of cardio and tons of over-exercising? Like, what will you gain when you gain weight? You know, gaining weight isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, And I think so many people are fearful of it. And gaining weight can come with a lot of benefits, too, if you're someone who is really, really lean or really, really chronically dieting um, and you're scared to gain some weight. So fear foods how to conquer them. This is like my favorite question ever. Number one is you have to stop restricting throughout the week and being so hardcore. 
being hardcore is not going to get you anywhere with your body. Um, and it's not going to get you anywhere with your mind. Eventually you will hit a wall and you will burn out. So this is going to look like anything. So let me rephrase this. If you're eating 10 times your goal body weight, so let's say my goal body weight's 120 pounds. If I'm eating around 1200 calories, that is considered an incredibly deprived state. That's considered very chronically low calorie. So I would recommend you not dieting below 13, 14 times your goal body weight. Okay. Um, and then your goal body weight is of course going to be associated to things like BMI and a healthy body fat percentage as well. But if you're eating so low calorie, it's going to lead you to overconsuming on the weekend. It's just a natural human instinct to eat when the body is feeling stressed and it's feeling deprived. We're not meant to be food deprived. We are meant to survive and be healthy and strong and especially a female body. Our bodies are not meant to always underconsume and starve ourselves. It's we're not meant to do that. And that is why if you always have food on your mind, if you're always low energy, if you notice like you have no libido, maybe your period like is completely gone. Um if you're always stressed about losing weight, if you're always so consumed about what you're eating, you know, these are all signs that you have anxiety around food and you have fear foods and you need to get over it. Maybe you need to pair up with a therapist as well, and that's completely okay. Um, but with fear foods, like it's not okay to have anxiety and be nervous to eat. It's not okay. So again, that is more disordered related, but if you have anxiety around certain foods, make a motto too, that no one food will make you fat. Just like no one food will make you skinny. You can eat all the broccoli in the world, but if you're still calorically consuming more than what your deficit is for your body, you'll be gaining weight. You can consume all the ice cream in the world too, but if you're in a caloric deficit, you'll be losing weight. So it all comes down to a calorie deficit or calorie surplus for your set body and your set activity. And it's not necessarily just the food, just one food. There's no bad food. And that's why I really watch my own language around food is I don't demonize it and say, oh, that food's bad or that's unhealthy or that's bad for me. Like, no, or that's going to make me fat. I don't say that. Um, there's a time and a place for treats as well, like the holidays and maybe your birthday. There's definitely a time and place for that. And there's nothing wrong with having a piece of cake on your birthday or having your grandma's cookies on Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that. That is called living your life. So fear foods, um, it's definitely something I, I've struggled with for years. Um, would have full-blown panic if I went out to a restaurant and made a meal or made a meal, had a meal that I didn't make, that you still elicit so much anxiety because I felt like I was losing control and I felt like I was going to get fat. And I really had to understand that nobody is trying to sabotage me and that even if I were to gain some weight and gain some fat, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be less loved or less credible or less, less of Nicole. And we get so tied into what our bodies look like to our worth. And it's unfortunate. And again, 
What is so wrong with gaining some weight if you do gain weight? If you eliminate that fear, you will gain so much confidence and freedom around food. But you have to start with what is your why? So I highly recommend anyone joining this live too to check out the book called The Fuck It Diet. This has been such an eye-opening book for me because it really makes you dial in and ask those uncomfortable questions of what is my why? Why am I anxious around food? Why do I have these fear foods? Um, who is the person that like programmed this, these like good and bad foods in my head? Is it diet culture or maybe it was my parents or maybe it was my own beliefs around food and if you hear so much noise from things like Instagram or magazines or just people telling you bullshit like you have to eat keto to get your goal body or you have to eat paleo, you have to eat vegan or sugar's bad, salt's bad, anything that sounds dogmatic and extreme, don't listen to those people, okay? Fitness is not that extreme. There is no magical foods out there. There is no magical diet out there. There is no magic whatsoever. And there's nothing bad and there's nothing good. Understand that different philosophies and approaches will work for different types of people because we all vary with our personalities and what we like with our own structure in our life and what works for us. But just because keto or veganism or the paleo diet or a meal plan works for someone else absolutely does not mean that is the right thing for you. Okay. So I'm going to take some time to answer your guys' questions if any of you have them. Um, Chelsea said, since watching your videos, I find myself avoiding bad food language and it helps. It definitely helps. You know, sometimes you have to stop yourself too and you realize so many times you're like walking through the grocery store or you're like, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. I walk down the grocery store now and like if I walk by things like, I don't know, like little Debbie treats or like pastries and stuff. I don't say that's bad. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I used to eat that for lunch. Like, how did I like function? I don't even know. I used to eat like Ho-Ho's and a Snickers bar for lunch when I was like 12. And now I don't look back and think like, oh, you're such like a fat ass. Why did you do that? Or I can't believe you ate that food, which I never was. I was actually really underweight as a kid. But I look back and I just think, how the heck did I have energy to like function and do anything? I have no idea, but apparently I did. Um, let's see who else is here. Joyful Fitness. So one said, do you notice much difference between females in their twenties versus their, versus those who are over their forties? So I've worked with a variety of clients and their age range. I've worked with women as young as 18 and and I've also worked with women as old as 93. Um, (laughs) and I worked with those clients more in person, the, the more advanced age, just simply due to the uh, technology difference. You know, they aren't too tech savvy. I don't know most 90 year olds that are, but I, the main difference I've noticed in women who are a little bit older, it just depends on their cycle. So if they're postmenopausal, like if they are in menopause, um, you know, I've noticed a little bit more of those side effects where they have low libido and hot flashes. Um, That's the main thing. I don't really notice anything too different between like their weight loss. So many people will blame things like my hormones are shifting or I'm aging and it's so much different now when in reality, your metabolism really doesn't drop that much more the older you get. And it also just depends on how much muscle mass you have. Um, If you've previously been active, you know, there's so many 
more variables than just age that you have to take into account when it comes to things like training and your nutrition, um, if that's what you're asking. So I'd want you to kind of elaborate more on that too. All right, let's see who else is here. Um, Keith said, like for Christmas or your birthday, for an example, at least have one drink if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you should have balance. And, you know, balance is going to look different for everyone. Like, again, I really don't think you should have like 10 drinks. Like, oh, that's excessive. You're probably getting really turnt. Um, but if you want to have a little bit of a treat, as long as that feels good to you and you don't feel like you're overstuffing yourself. Again, if you're eating to discomfort, that is like big red flag, not normal. Um, it happens sometimes. Like I've struggled to binge eating my, myself. Uh, but you should never eat to discomfort and never feel like you need to eat a food that doesn't taste good. Like if you're just eating it and you're like going through the motions on things like cookies or more indulgent type things or even drinks don't force yourself to eat something to make someone else happy. Like that's just weird in general. Um, Kara said, I used to eat M&Ms and Ritz crackers at work in my twenties. At least I'm not the only one. I mean, I, I ate my ho-hos and Snickers and I had full sugar soda. I used to drink like five of those a day. That's probably why I have so many cavities. Um, so that was a great time to be alive. But guys, I just want to let you guys know that you're not alone in your own fear foods and having anxiety around food. Again, I've been there. And even this weekend, you know, I was thinking about certain foods that still elicit some anxiety of me. And um, if you guys are new here, hello, I'm Nicole. I've struggled with um, a disordered relationship with food before, but I struggled with an eating disorder for, um, I would say, actively a little over seven years. Um, and there was foods that I just didn't eat. You know, I was a vegetarian for six years just because I was scared to eat meat. And I felt like that would make me fat. Like that is how disordered my relationship was with food. And I still have things that make me a little anxious, like pizza and alcohol and um, cookies and sweets. But I understand too the value of eating those things and being present while eating those things. And life is so short and I don't want to live a life of restriction and shame. And I know that I'm so much more than just my body. And I hope you all understand that you are so much more than what you look like on the outside. Um, and that living a life full of shame and restriction and punishment just is not for anyone. So, um, I hope you all enjoyed today's live. Um, I'm going to answer any more questions. If you guys have them, Keith said, same Thanksgiving is coming up. So just enjoy yourself in what you eat and don't be afraid to have a meal for Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. It's one meal. And honestly, your body can't even gain that much fat in one meal. It really can't. Like there's a limiting amount of how many calories you can even have in a meal, but you've seen people do like the 10,000 calorie challenge in one day. And what happens? They gain what a pound maybe from 10,000 calories in one day, which is absurd. No one's ever eating that much food. Um, a lot of that weight gain that you get overnight is just water and inflammation and even probably a bowel movement that you need to make. So it's not necessarily fat. It's very hard to gain fat and it's also very hard to lose fat. Um, if you see someone who's 30, 40, 50, a hundred pounds overweight, that is a result of habits that have been compounding for years years and years and years and years. 
not just one day, not just a week, not, not even two weeks. That is a result of years and years and years of, um, you know, habits. So I hope that this uh, podcast and live was helpful for you guys. And I will see you all in the next one. If you guys need more help when it comes to your own training and nutrition, feel free to check out my coaching. Just make sure you check out that link in my Instagram bio. I would love to hop on a goal call with you guys and happy Monday. Okay, guys, so if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.